Hey, y'all, welcome back to the God-Centered Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where we remind you through mentorship, friendship, and discipleship that you don't mom alone. In this episode number 205, I'm chatting with real-life friends Caution Stacy about their lives as corporate working moms. I think remember who you are in Christ. Remember that you are called. Remember that you are a daughter of the Most High and never doubt that because it is when we talk about lies from Satan, it is lies from Satan. And the other thing I would say is find a community, Mm. whatever that looks like, find a community of, and personally, I think find a community of other people who are kind of in your same situation. I have drawn those lines out of my own insecurity, like... You know, because I'm wanting, I'm wanting to identify, like, oh, are you, like, I'm not alone in this. You know, like, mm-hmm. I can be a Christian mother and, and work. Um, but really, the line is Christian, non-Christian, and it's obedience to God, you know? Right, and that's, exactly. the, that's the ultimate. Um, so whether it's the working world, and I was sharing, too, just with this promotion, like, the Lord was so involved in this, the details of me coming to this current job. And, like, he, like experiencing Him, you know? And that's, that's life-giving. Oh, the life and the freedom that comes when we remember who we are in Christ reject the lies of the enemy, come together as a community, and follow God in obedience. Oh, can you imagine the power we as moms could have when the watching world sees a church come together to support one another instead of dividing over lines over what assignments we've been given, whether it's in the home or outside the home. Today, we're lifting up our sisters who work corporate jobs. My friend Kasha's coming on to talk about her family dynamics and what they say no to and how she said Yes to leading a community of corporate working moms. Stacy's sharing her own story of having a mom who worked outside the home and other lessons that God's taught her in her job. It's great stuff, but before we get to it, let's talk about this month's sponsor. Okay, y'all, I have a great Mother's Day gift idea. Since we're not so good at the having fun and doing the self-care that we know we should do or treating ourselves, well, Fab Fit Fun to the rescue. They are a seasonal subscription box service and they basically send you in the mail a box of full size, full size beauty, fitness and lifestyle products and everything in the box is valued at over $200. And they're so generous. They want to give you GCM listeners $10 off your first box if you use the coupon code GCM, which makes that box only $39. And 99 cents. So if you want to go check out what's been in past boxes and see more, go to fabfitfun.com. I should be getting a summer box this week and I'll open that on Insta Stories sometime. And so you can see what I'm getting and see if it's a match for you. I think you're going to love it. Um, so definitely go to fabfitfun.com. Don't forget that coupon code GCM to get the $10 off. All right, let's get to my conversation with Kasha and Stacy. Here we go. All right, y'all. I'm at my church with my people recording a podcast. I'm so excited. I have my friend Stacy McKay. Welcome, Stacy, to the show. And my friend Kasha Jolly. Hello. And okay, so each of you take a second and introduce the listener to you, your family, real quick. So, Kasha, you go first. Okay. I am Kasha Jolly. I have been married to my husband, Mac, for 17 years in July, and we have a seven-year-old Maxwell and a five-year-old Tolleson. 
Love them. They're adorable. Thank you. Tollison, yeah, you win. You win. (laughs) On the crazy names. That's good. That's good. And then Stacy, introduce your family. Yes, so I am Stacy McCabe. I've been married to Dylan, my husband, for six and a half years. And we have Grace, who's about to be three, and Celeste, who is about 15 months. Okay, so we have the span from 15 months to seven years. We have two girls, two boys, and two moms who have worked outside the home your entire time being moms correct except for maternity leave and okay so I want to tell your work stories for someone who's listening who may have similar situations or um, is contemplating going back to work because she used to work in a corporate job a lot of people have commented to me that shows I've had about moms working have been either part-time working or working from the home and so we wanted to do an episode so you don't feel so alone if you are that mom in a corporate job who is (laughs) juggling all the things uh 40 to plus hour work week 40 hour work weeks do they exist anymore no i don't think so (laughs) i feel like that nine to five is a dream that sounds like a dream uh so this life and all the expectations put on you as being moms and wives and friends mm-hmm. and uh, believers in the body and all the commitments of church. So we're going to unpack this and feel less alone. I love it. Okay. So Kasha, tell us a little bit about your story, where you've worked and what it looks like today. So I have worked in the hospitality field for almost 16 years now. And I... I've worked on property and sales and operations, and I've I love what I do. I really, really love what I do. I had a career obviously before I had the boys, and we waited almost ten years before we had kids, and so it was not something that I wanted to give up. And when I had my oldest, it made sense for me to continue to work. Um, there were definitely a thousand days that I wondered, does this really make sense? <laughs> And yet it did. And in our world, it's just, it's been tough and it's been great all at the same time. And so I've had a lot of sweet stories where the Lord has definitely stood with me and said, I've got you through this. You don't need to worry. I'm going to take care of all these details. And I've had a thousand days where I've had a thousand tears too. So it's everything in between and it's just... It's a good story. Yeah. And so your job when Maxwell was born, you worked... So I actually was doing catering at that point for one of my properties. And at that point, I was working with brides. I was working <laughs> So with, working weekends? So working weekends. I would go in on the weekends. And there were a few times that I had Maxwell in tow with me where Mac would be traveling for his job or just whatever it was where I... I have quite a few stories where I actually put Maxwell in a stroller, pushed him into my banquet office, my banquet manager's office, and I would go and check on the bride or the event that was going on and make sure that everybody was okay and that I'd run back to my baby hoping that he was okay too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But balancing all the things even with, I mean, you mentioned your husband traveling. Yes. So here's the deal. Yes. This always has bothered me, but this is just the reality. And a friend said, at the fall in the garden, we have pain in childbirth, and that continues, and that's our responsibility. 
I mean, as much as we share responsibilities, yes. as much as we share responsibilities, if my husband goes out of town, he's not thinking who's going to take care of the kids. Mm. If I go out of town, it is my job to be responsible for that. So, but his at the fall was toil in the earth. So he feels, even though we enjoy our careers, he feels the ultimate responsibility and weight in a soul level that we as women will never get, even though some women are the sole providers. Yes. He some often feels this soul weight and identity in work that we don't understand. And we have this soul weight identity in motherhood that he won't understand. But they go and they travel. They go and they travel and we are taking care of the house. As and as the job. Can. And the job. Yeah. And trying to figure out what that balance looks like and trying to honestly just do the best that we can. And again, it goes back to ladies, if you're out there and you're just trying to make it, you survive. You survive through the thick of it. You survive through the thin of it. You are just, you're picking up babies. You're doing the best you can. You're allowing the daycare or a nanny or however, whoever helps to help because you honestly have no other choice. Yeah. Okay. We'll get more into like this choices we have for who cares for our children while we're at our jobs in a second. Cause I think there's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stacy. And what is your job story, your career story? Um, so I grew up with a mom who worked outside the home. And yeah. Both my parents right. spoke to it. Yeah. yeah. This so is what you know. It was, it was modeled for me, and my mom did it really well, too. Like, mm-hmm. we grew up very close, and um, she was pretty high up in the corporate world and, and started traveling really more in, into high school. And um, and so I really went into my motherhood journey, and in marriage, it was never a question. Like, me and my husband never discussed it. It, was like, it yeah, wasn't it like, was, are you going to stay home? Are you going to work outside yeah. the home? Yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of a given. And financially, it was it was a given. Like we don't even have to put pen to paper. Yeah, we can afford it. You know, we know this. You're, you know, and and I was happy to. And, and really, when I had uh, my first child, I was also in school working my masters. Um, uh, when I had both of my children, um, and um, so you're balancing school, yes, work, new babies, yeah, spouse, right? Uh-huh. It's a lot, a lot of tears. You've witnessed some of the breakdowns and meltdowns. <laughs> Because, you know, sometimes it will crush you if you allow it to. You know, if you take that all on in yourself, in your own strength, it, it will crush you. Um, and so, yeah. So, so that was was model for me and um, really graduated in December with my with my master's and um, kind of took on a promotion in March. So we're, we're still kind of, we're revisiting all those things. How do we um, reassess and how do we balance this? Because I have to work more than I did, you know. and Because you're earning, it's almost like you're earning your keep kind of thing. They promoted you and you're yes. trying to prove yourself yes. that you're worthy of this position. At the same time, in your husband's work life, he's taken on a new role mm-hmm. that requires him to travel. Yes. Yeah. So we're balancing all these things. Balance, quote, in quotation marks. Right. <laughs> yeah. And feeling yes. the weight and the weight of expectations. Mm-hmm. So I know the two of you ladies. And I can say to y'all listening, I would say they are amazing moms, amazing moms, amazing kids. I don't say that lightly. Um, and not that I'm judging all the rest of you, but I will say that I'm confident there are days that, that you feel like you're not because every single mom has days where they feel that they're failing. They're letting their kids down. There's the guilt um, that I'm not doing enough. So on those days when y'all chose you chose these jobs, you chose um, careers in school, and, and you chose children. 
What do you do when you're feeling that pull that it's just not enough? What do you speak to yourself? I mean, of course, tears, but like... Yes. No, I think, um, honestly, I think things like podcasts are great ways to be able to hear truths. Um, Being able to get into the Word of God and just really sit in His truth. I personally had, had a lot of fears, and I've had a lot of just even the lies that Satan will speak into you. If you're not doing enough, you're not good enough. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. All of those things and being able to go back into God's truth and look at scripture and sit down. I, there was a year where I actually had, I listed out all of the lies and then I went to the Bible and I found scripture to write over those lies because it was just so strong and I couldn't, I couldn't hear God's voice at that point, which was really, really scary. Mm -hmm. And I knew in order for me to continue to move forward, I needed to sit in God's word and having reminders. So posting it on a post-it note and seeing that scripture, whatever it was to lay over that lie during that time was so vital to be able to say, okay, God has a plan and a purpose for my life. He's not going to give up on me. He knows his plans. I just have to stand and believe in those truths. So let's get down to brass tacks here. You you have kids. Okay, childcare wise. Hmm. I'm confident there were discussions with spouses and who's going to take care of mm-hmm. our kids. And some women are, you know, it's easy. They may have a grandparent that's nearby and they just come to their home and that's just like this seamless thing. And others, it's a lot harder and um, it costs money and all that jazz. So what did that look like for each of you to, to process through that? If, if someone listening is trying to think through, is it okay that I let someone else take care of my child? There, she may even be there. Mm-hmm. Like the handing over mm-hmm. when you first have the baby. So hard. So hard. So hard. Acknowledging that, that that's okay. It is. It's hard for her. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard. And it's, it is finding a peace and a trust to say this is going to be okay. And Stacy, I don't know for you, but for me, I remember going and interviewing um, the daycares that we were looking at. And y'all, I'm running out from my property on a lunch break mm-hmm. because you they want you ideally to come during lower key times so it's not pick up and drop off. Well, that's not ideal. I've got a 45 minute drive, but I want to be close to my home. So I'm taking two plus hours to be able to go and interview daycare. So trying to squeeze as many in as possible. And then you're trying to get a glimpse of what this place actually is. Right. It, it's scary. It's, it's confronting your fears. And I think as a mom, it's, it's almost surrendering your child at another level that, um, I think we all get to at some point, <laughs> whether it's college <laughs> At some point, we have to recognize this child is not my trophy, my creation, Mm -hmm. my identity. But you're having, like, the reality there that you're sharing is this job demands of me to the point that I am trying to squeeze in visiting a daycare. Yeah. What was your story like? Um, you know, I was really fortunate that my uh, my place of work had an on-site child care. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was more, awesome. more U.S. corporations should. It, it's, yes, because yes. it aids in the, I think, in the, so me returning, actually with my first one, when I, after I had Grace and I had 12 weeks with both my girls, I took the full FMLA, 
which is still not long. I mean, that sounds really sad mm-hmm. when you say, I had the full. Yeah. And, you know, some <laughs> well, in other yeah. 12 weeks. Yeah. All in other countries, it's, it's like, little. it's... A year. Yeah. Germany has like a year, I think. You know? Yeah. Yeah, UK. Um, but so it helped with going back to work. And really, I was like, I think I shed one tear when I dropped Grace off because I was like, oh my gosh, I can sit down on my desk and finish finish one task from start to finish. You know? <laughs> there was like something it's, in your... And your um, makeup, like both of you are very capable women who get things done. There's probably something in you that likes to feel that finish. Yes, the achiever. I mean, the achiever, the, achiever, yeah. the producer. Yes. Yes. So like something I'm was resonating alive. when you yes. sat back in that office and you were like, "Oh, I'm alive again." Yes. I and love I'm, my child. It was great times. Yes. But totally. if that was my everyday part of me, wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally. And and I think that. I'm also not leaving her for a full nine hours. You know, I could go over my lunch break, whatever I wanted to. I could do 11 o'clock, 2 o'clock, whatever, and I would pop in. And I was big fans of switching up the times. Just mm. like they like, you know, never know what to expect Check me. Thick child care workers. Yeah, you, you know, I'm, I'm around, right? So both my daughters had that. And um, whenever they turned, um, when Grace was 18 months, we both moved them. Um, and then Celeste, we recently moved her up a couple months ago to be closer to our home okay. um, bias. So just to be close. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 really hard, and and really, really how I reconcile that was we all have to have a village, right? Like yes. if it's your if it's a grandma who's taking care of you know your child or, or whatever, I count those women as part of my village and helping raise yeah. my daughters, and that's yeah. hard. And it's still hard. I don't think any day here is good enough. Like I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm talking like if they're safe, you know, like that's safety, you know, is the big thing, you know, and at least in the home. They'll feel loved and safe, and because, like you said, like they're gonna get. I mean, I think the reality is of of not being the center of attention. You know, that's gonna come at some point or another, whether it's kindergarten or whatever. And, and so, they're learning um, these lessons just early on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it's helped a lot with with socialization too. These are all things I'm like. Oh, it's you're okay. so working it's, it's okay. Yes. It's okay. You know, you're like trying to to make yourself because is that another lie? Like this is a bad choice. Like I'm. We, Stacy and Kosh and I, I mentioned to them, I said, there's something in our motherhood community that believes or has decided in our heads that there's a, a ranking order of good mom to bad mom. And good mom is home with your kids all day homeschooling and bad mom is dropping your kids off at daycare. And I'm just going to say it out there because yeah. we're thinking it in our head. We're judging. I can be at the park and see and I'm the only mom there. And the rest of the kids are with their nannies. And I can have a judgment. I can have a judgment. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I'm like stellar mom the rest of my day. I'm just saying. This does not make me a great mom because I'm at the park with my kids necessarily. I think that um, God has a bigger Mm -hmm. picture than our U.S. 2018 model. And Kat Armstrong came on the show and talked about it, that it's to go and preach the gospel. And our world right now looks nothing like the world when the Bible was written Mm -hmm. and how the families were Mm -hmm. and how the spouses were and how the kids were. Um, So anyway, freeing ourselves up from some of this ranking order and judgment that we project. So how do you deal? Like if you feel, do you ever feel that from other moms? Oh, yeah. Or do you believe it? Like, do you think in your head she's probably thinking this? Mm-hmm. So yeah. how do you talk yourself through that? You know, I hesitated doing this podcast. Ah! I'm like, I did because I'm like, you know, I vacillate so much between the two. Mm. But that's the reality of it. Like, I'm like, 
are my kids getting enough of me? Right. You know, like, and even scripture talks about, like, you know, teaching your children while you're sitting up, while you're laying down, while you're walking down the street. And that's time. So I'm thinking, are my, am I spending enough time with my children for them to be gleaning of God's goodness, right. his provision, and his faithfulness to his people? Um, and so I go back and forth on that. So it's not like it's a settled, it's not like I'm sold out to be a working mom, you know, like it's, it's still something that I have to revisit consistently. Right. right? And I think with seasons of life, you know, you have older children. Mm-hmm. I hear it gets, there's still challenges, but like with it gets schedules, it gets does easy. it? Okay. I, I hear it. I, it, so. it does in some ways. And then other ways it gets more challenging. It's wild. So <laughs> it, it, right, it's easier in that you've got this relationship established Mm -hmm. um a majority of children go to school what is it eight to three every day so there's less of this guilt that i'm missing out on a majority of their day because all kids are not with their you know Mm -hmm. all quote unquote majority of kids so probably easier on this topic of not feeling so bad Mm -hmm. that you're missing those times i i do not diminish what a stay-at-home mom is doing and the sacrifices she's making. I don't diminish that. And yet, I don't want to put a weight and a guilt on a mom who is called or has given the assignment, that was Kat Armstrong's term, given the assignment to a workplace Mm -hmm. in a corporate position. And Stacey, you kind of touched on this, that you felt called where? To the mission. Oh, it's missions. Yeah, Yeah. college. I mean, the Lord spoke to me in dreams. I mean, like just mightily right like there's no no denying it and um yeah and then he told me right before I was gonna leave just you're not to go you're to stay here and um so and like you were all ready to go on this trip oh I was yeah I was going to your commitment I'm gonna go and work with Muslim women um and yeah the Lord just did a complete 180 you know and I think that's and the whole Kat Armstrong that whole um assignment changed my life Mm -hmm. just viewing just a view like always being open to the Lord um, intercepting in our life. and Because, I mean, at some point in my life, the Lord could be like, you're, you're to pull back part-time. You're to stay home. You know? And and I think, really, working through um, the reflections of being a working mom, um, I have drawn those lines out of my own insecurity. Like, you know, because I'm wanting, I'm wanting to identify, like, oh, are you, like, I'm not alone in this. You know, like, mm-hmm. I can be a Christian mother and, and work. Um, but really... The line is Christian, non-Christian, and it's obedience to God, you know? Right, and that's exactly. the, that's the ultimate. Um, so whether it's the working world, and I was sharing too, just with this promotion, like the Lord was so involved in this, the details of me coming to this current job and like he like experiencing him, you know? And that's that's life-giving. That's like yes. walking with the Lord. And, and creating these lines where you're, you don't have that freedom to obey God in that mm-hmm. only divides the church mm-hmm. and the body and makes you feel more alone in your obedience. That we couldn't come alongside you and say, I'm so thankful, Stacy, that you heard that from God and that he is leading you in this and that you can shine a light in a dark world, which is the corporate world just as much as it is any other place, that um, I've got your girls, I'm, I'm their father first, I'm their parent first, um, I see all the hidden moments where you're loving them and they feel secure and safe and trained up in the way they should go. Um, I mean, I see... Kasha, I've been with them longer. This is the deal. I've been walking with Kasha and her husband, Mac, for their whole time Mm -hmm. um, of being parents. And even family camps we do together. And I see the intentionality. um, If if we're saying that it's only time, then 
we're negating what we do in the time we have. So um, I just see that y'all are super intentional to have conversations with your kids, to spend time with your kids, uh, to be connected with their hearts and their souls. But I also see that the two of you have two kids. Anyone I know, and, and she's going she's gonna to email me because I'm going to be wrong, but like the people in my little world who have corporate jobs and kids, they have one, two kids. Hmm. So I will say, I personally, for Mac and I, yes, we knew that our balance would be two. I have many girlfriends who they um, are in the corporate world. They're the moms from school. They are on their third kid, most mainly three, not too many fours. But I mean, not a lot of people in the world but have not, four. I mean, <laughs> who is crazy? I'm like, well done, girl. <laughs> who, is, who is crazy enough to have four children plus it's me? Yes, we are crazy, but we love our four boys. And I want to hop in here and let you know that later on in this episode, Kasha, Stacy, and I are going to share some practical ideas of how to balance your work and your life and all the things. And Kasha, in fact, has written up a lot of answers to questions she's gotten from moms who have corporate jobs. And we're going to put that together in a blog post I'll release later this week. So keep your eyes open for that. But I feel like this month's sponsor, Prep Dish, is the perfect solution for all of us moms who are so busy and have no time for the meal prep. And we don't want to spend all the dollars going out to eat every every single night. So Prep Dish to the rescue. They basically send you a meal plan every week, and it's healthy food. You can choose paleo and gluten-free. Um, you get access to both those meal plans. They give you the grocery list. If you live in an area with Instacart, you can use Instacart to, they'll go do the shopping for you. So that saves even more time. Uh, then they have a prep list, like how to prep all the food for those meals. So in less than a couple hours, I mean, sometimes it's 30 minutes, you can have all of your meals prepped for the week. If you do that on a Sunday and then you're ready for the week and you'll have more time with your kids when you get home from work. Um, that evening. So if you want to check out Prep Dish, go to prepdish.com forward slash GCN. They're going to let you GCN listeners get a two week trial for free if you use the code GCN, all caps. So go check it out. You have nothing to lose. Uh, it might be the perfect solution for this crazy May. And, you know, I just want to help y'all. I want to help you be intentional and have more time spent. What did, what did Stacy say? Work smarter. Um, so Go check it out, prepdish.com forward slash GCN. All right, let's get back to our conversation. Here we go. So, no, but I think that, that it's an important distinction to recognize, like, we do have our limits. And um, that intentionality and time has its limits. Um, but to not just say, well, since I'm not home with them all day, then I can't, um, is, again, another lie from the enemy. So, what sacrifices have you had to make in order to choose that intention with your boys? I think it's a matter of, I don't even know 100% that I even consider it sacrifices right. anymore. I right. think now it's like a part of it, It's life. just a part of our world. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's, it's funny. I think it's things that should have been done in the first place. Hmm. So things like when we get home, truly being intentional with them, putting away our phones on the weekends, making sure that we 
are with them, so whatever that world may look like, and actually saying no. So maybe those are the sacrifices. That's just, yeah, what do you those say no sac- to? We so say, say no to a lot. We've said no to church events. We've said no to different leadership opportunities. We've said no. Y'all, sometimes we say no to quote-unquote friendships, not because we don't want to invest in those friendships, but because there is only so much time. And so finding ways where the friendships that we do have, we are very intentional with those, but understanding that our world only has so much space and being okay with that. And yet sometimes that's lonely. Mm. It can be very, very lonely because Mm. you look around and you go, well, I see all these other families and they're doing this and on the weekends and they're all together. And yet for us, knowing that the time is so limited that when we, if we were to say yes to that, then we say no to our kids or we say no to our marriage. And we're not okay with that. So we're going to make this other sacrifice of some of the friendships. Not to say we don't have friends. We have sweet friends and everything else. And (laughs) I mean, I'm going to call Mac out. Mac is like known in our little community of friends for being the note writer. He wrote me the most precious note the other day, just checking in. His sister has walked through breast cancer. He knows what we walked through with my mom. And he's just thoughtful. Very thoughtful extremely thoughtful and so and he's written postcards to my kids i mean kasha who does that i know when you scored and the person listens like i hate my husband right now don't hate your husband just realize like these are actually things we can do and work outside the home and have kids i mean we get a chance but it means putting the phone down it does and choosing real people over false connection absolutely um so that is like so you get home from, so you're right now working some from home. Correct. Because of your new position. Yes. I, I did accept a new position and it has allowed more flexibility in my job. And so that, it has been huge. It's been a, more of a balance versus the 45 minute commute versus trying to get to daycare before they close. Yeah. Um, hoping that you make it, you don't want to pay the extra dollar or $2 or whatever it is for every minute over. And there's, it adds up though. It adds up. There's a Freakonomics chapter on that exact thing. So, yeah. No, that's a reality for a lot of people is yes. that in the tears of, like, I'm not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Sitting in meetings. The other thing I always think about is sitting in meetings and knowing that you had a performance that you were supposed to make it to. And as you're watching your clock go around and you're going, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. I'm absolutely not going to make and it. And how do you talk through that with your kids? Everybody has to have grace. Everybody absolutely has to have grace. You need grace for yourself first because if you don't have grace for yourself, then it's not going to be, you're not going to be able to show that to your kids and they're not going to understand. And being able to talk through, sometimes I am going to be able to make it there and we are going to celebrate and we're going to celebrate wildly when we're all together and doing these things. And other times when I can't make it there, remembering that. God has called me to do this other job as well. And so this other position is a call from the Lord. And as long as I'm standing in that, I'm doing what he wants me to do. And as much as I love those sweet boys, they can't be my life. You can't, you can't be at all the things. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was thinking that at our school, there's a lot of things during the day that, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and even you I'm can't, you can't be. I can't be, especially the more kids you have. You just have one. <laughs> it free again. It's another of like come to Jesus moment in our motherhood that I cannot be all the things to all my kids. And I remember reading something a mom of like ten kids had, and she'd missed a need, or there was an you know some child was upset, and she couldn't be there for them. And so at bedtime, she said, "You know what, honey." I love you. You know that I love you. And I'm so sorry that I wasn't able to, whatever it was that she needed from her. She said, there is, and I'm going to fail you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fail you. I cannot be there for you every second of every day. But there is a person named Jesus who will always be there. And you can always turn to him. And he will meet every one of your needs. And and in our failings as moms, because we're going to make miss things, we're going to... If we can turn our kids' eyes back to Jesus, then then we won't become their idols, which we never should be. They won't become our idols that we need to perform and perfect our lives to make them happy. Um, of course. I mean, I know your four kids. They know that you love them. I see it in their eyes how they look at you. They know that you love them. But we can question in those moments of stress, of balancing performance at work and balancing performance at home and... Anyway, so have you had these moments where you're just trying to be all the things at once? And oh, how totally. do you yeah. how do you work through that? And I remember my mom had moments of insecurity. So what? Um, yeah. So, so you remember? So it. I so remember. And, and, and how it, did she handle it? Well, because I remember you're just saying that, like, you know, your kids love you, and like I never doubted whether or not my parents loved me. Like they had, I mean, they were very involved. Like PTA meetings, we had family fun nights every Wednesday night. You had family fun nights yeah. as a family. As a family, That's right? A great and idea. so I never quite, yeah, pizza board games, you know, just stay at home on the cheap, you know. Um, but it's all about togetherness. So I never questioned, like, never even crossed my mind whether or not my parents loved me or my mom, you know. And um, and uh, but I remember in fourth grade, so my we would ride the, the school bus home. My neighbor would pick us up from the school, the bus stop, drive us home. Which you probably, I mean, like moms feel guilt right there that I'm not oh. picking my kids up from school, but like bus time is where it's at. But you at school it, bus time. I'm for, we forget that our kids are on a journey too. This is their story, mm. and it doesn't have to be perfect. And mom picks me up every day. I mean, like you have memories and and that neighbor time. That's another person in your mom's village. Mm-hmm. That if it's a person she values and. I remember fun neighbors that picked me up from the bus. Mm-hmm. I loved they had Jolly Ranchers in a jar. I mean, these are the memories. <laughs> yes. It's not like, oh, my gosh, you yeah. can't believe my mom didn't pick me up from the bus stop. Oh. It was, oh, I get to go to their house and get Jolly Ranchers? <laughs> well, and not only that, he would drop us off at our house. And me and my brother, he was three years older. We would eat a sleeve of Oreos. Yeah. In chocolate, I mean, in milk, and watch Goof Troop and DuckTales. And that was the thing. Like, that and was like our like, time. And it was a good memory for it you. It was a great memory. And my mom in fourth grade, she said... Um, she was like, you know, baby, do you wish I was home more? Do you ever wish that? And I was like, God, no. Like, you say that? Like, I was almost disgusted at like the thought. Like, no, because that means I wouldn't have my sleep of Oreos. And I wouldn't get Oreos in TV. You know, so that's like, you know, a kind of, I keep that perspective. You got a little, you got a little glimpse into her insecurities and her guilt. Yes. She and from a child's perspective, you were like, I'm good. Yeah, like, what are you even saying? Just I'm, stop it. I've <laughs> got a plan here. Yes, no, totally. And and I think just, you know, our children, that's all they know, right? Like, they don't, we see that there's a lot of options, but as, you know, as children, it's what you know. So You, you are comfortable with what you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was homeschooled for part of mine, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't love all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of longed for not being homeschooled and then loved when I was in school. I mean, so I just... 
more time isn't necessarily better in every scenario. Mm -hmm. Can we free ourselves from that? Like, Mm -hmm. let God be in charge and be obedient to him, trust him. I don't know. I want to encourage the mom who is staying at home if she feels called to that and she's being obedient to that. I will tell you the story. It's going to make everyone cry. And I'll cut it out if, if, we, if you all hear it and you're like, Heather, never tell that story. Oh, um, this mom was working and she, she reached out to me um, after Courtney's mm-hmm. episode, Courtney Smallbone. Uh, she felt led from God to leave her corporate job mm-hmm. and to stay home. She has three kids, uh, four, two, and an eight-month-old. And so December was her first month home with all her kids. And she was like, I don't know why you're doing this, God. I didn't really want to. And on Christmas morning, her eight-month-old passed away. And she said she looks back on that December so fondly because that was her time with her babies. But this is where we trust God. Mm -hmm. And this is where we obey because he's bigger. He knows He knows every day laid out for our kids. He knows in Courtney's case that she was home for the nap time and she felt God's prompting to go check on him. It's bigger than us. We don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And when we take the reins and think we do, or we judge the mom for her choices, we miss out on the blessing of supporting her in her obedience. Mm -hmm. I mean, what people might have spoken into that mom's life, I can't believe you're leaving your job. You have a great job. I mean... If we can, as a community of moms, come together and be for each other, yeah. what a world-changing situation. Because we have a real live enemy. Yes. And he is all about death, division, destruction. Like, he's not creative in his plans. He's just crafty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's come together. Absolutely. What words would you give the mom listening who is considering working outside the home or is right now, what would you have wanted to hear on a bad day? I think remember who you are in Christ. Remember that you are called. Remember that you are a daughter of the Most High and never doubt that because it is, when we talk about lies from Satan, it is lies from Satan. And the other thing I would say is find a community. Hmm. Whatever that looks like, find a community of, and personally, I think find a community of other people who are kind of in your same situation. Do you have that? Yeah, I do. I do. I I ended up starting a Bible study at my house because I couldn't make it to the church with my children after they'd been in daycare all day long to come and be in a Bible study at the church. So you started your thing that you wanted. I started what I needed. And there are women that work outside the home? They're Christian? uh, They're from our daycare. Oh, from your daycare? From our daycare. Y'all, I remember it. God told me, Kasha, you've got to start this. And I thought, no. And he said, yes. And I said, no. (laughs) And he said, I want you to put it on the Facebook page. And I thought, they are going to think I am a freak. But they're all desperate for community, too. But they are Mm. all desperate for community, too. Mm. Maybe I can join. Come on. I don't. Come. I'm like, mamas, whoever's out there, if you're in Dallas, come on. (laughs) This could grow, Kasha. Be careful. I'm just telling you. you know some, a couple people listen to this show. It. Just a couple. So, I get it, so, you know, but I love that you're modeling for whoever's listening, whatever country she's in, whatever place she's in, start what you're longing for yes. and don't do this alone. Yes. You just can't. And and remember, too, y'all, I'm not a Bible study teacher by any means of the <laughs> you word. You did not go to seminary. I did not go to seminary. I am a... 
I'm a mom and a lady who works and a wife. You can cater like nobody's business. Like you can plan an event like nobody's business. So there is not, that. Maybe that. Maybe you can do hospitality. Maybe you, that. But that's it. But I just all the other you, stuff. You did, you sent the invitation. I sent the invitation. I obeyed mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. and He has shown up every single time. And I, I laugh. I told the girls last time we were together and we were giggling about the Bible study we were doing, and I was like, "Oh, mamas, I can read a question." <laughs> That's what I can do, and I will prep my work ahead of time. But the teaching part is up to the the Bible study that we're doing, and up to God and Holy Spirit and the Holy yeah. Spirit, because He shows up every single time. That's amazing. So just you're not alone. That's my biggest thing. And if you feel alone, perhaps you need to create this community. Yes. So you're longing for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know, and really, my husband's like very entrepreneurial, and he has you know a group of older Christian men who have been successful in that that he has as mentors and stuff, and um, and so and I I do think it's important not to draw the the lines between like working women not like we mm-hmm. we talked about that you know, but I do think there's something about relating to other women like how are you doing this like this is something I'm like mentor me in this yeah, just like yeah, mentor me and how do you survive not being outside the home being with your kids all day mm-hmm. I need. I needed a woman to tell me that because mm. that was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. So you needed someone to say, how do you do this? How do you get to all the things and not, you know, and exactly. do that well? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly, I mean, being a maternity leave, I think staying at home is way harder for me. And maybe that's because I'm, maybe because I've called that's somewhere in the world, you know. But, um, you know, what you're kind of piggybacking on, like, your identity is in Christ and, mm-hmm. and really being obedient to him. Um, and, and really not not knowing what's born of your obedience. So do it because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to come. And the Lord, um, like I'm going for, through First Samuel right now, and the Lord's really using First it. First what? First Samuel. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And the Lord's just using it mightily in my life. But it's really, you know, going through David, like the Lord, like even before David and Goliath, like he gave him a bear to kill and a lion to kill before he got to Goliath. And so all he these prepped things. Him. Yeah. yeah, all these things. And you never know. Like, this is the season, but you never know what the Lord is doing, ultimately. And so just walk in that. And, and there's freedom in that. Um, and I think also surrounding, just with Christian women who can speak truth to you. So on your hard days, mm-hmm. what do you preach to yourself? This identity thing, too? Or what is what does yours look like? Um, desperate prayers. <laughs> it is. I mean, like, help me, Lord. Like, drowning here, you know? What does drowning feel like look like for you? Is it like a mental game drowning or literally? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some, sometimes mental. Um, but I mean, just taking on this new job, March, I feel like I'm drowning in the work, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is going to take a lot more than I have and I know how to give right now. And, and so I was talking to my husband about it even Friday. And I'm like, you know, I need more flexibility. You know, it's knowledge based. I do finance, so it's knowledge based. And so you like, need to like learn the things to know how to do your job. Yeah, and to yeah. be effective and to work smarter and not harder, right? Like I'm like, But my husband was so sweet, you know, and like I think also just partnering with oh your spouse. Gosh, yes. yes. Like yes. just he was he was like, Baby, we're gonna get you double monitors and wanna clean my office. Double and, monitors is the uh, best. So it's it's yes. the only way is yes. what it is, you yeah. know. And just so support he was so gung ho about this, you know, and so he was like, You can, you know, when the girls go down because we're really we're trying to be very intentional about guarding um evening hours you know so you work you know after the girls go down mm-hmm. for you know so that's at that yeah, time yeah naps or um or before the, you leave for the work day whatever you know yeah bruce will wake up at like 5 30 and yeah, work for like hours. an hour and a half before the boys wake up yeah. and i think that's what this is gonna what's in it it's gonna take for me to it's gonna take more than you know the, the 50 hours so when do you reading when are you reading first samuel when are you all finding 
and making time to be centered in God's word and have the truth. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, again, yes, we're saying it's not, the time is we only all get 24 hours. Exactly. So I, it actually was at Pine Cove. It was one of our speakers who said, okay, I will not have breakfast or coffee until I've had the Lord's word. And I really had to adopt that because I was so sporadic and all over the board. And so it just became like a rule. It became a rule. Not not a God's rule, but like a Kasha, like guideline. Exactly. Just something that would remind me if I want that sip of coffee, I better (laughs) had the Lord's word. Somewhere. It is complete motivation. And so, y'all, I'm almost embarrassed to even admit this. Um, I typically take X amount of time in the mornings, and I'll hide away in the bathroom. Yeah. And... (laughs) I do. I hide away in the bathroom. And this way, I can at least read (laughs) a chapter Mm -hmm. of the Bible. And that is my starting point, just to get me going in the mornings. And then... Throughout the day, if I can listen to something, then that's fantastic, too. I've been known to put on Bible Gateway in the morning so that it's the word is being read to me. I'm like, okay, if I can't, I've got to have it somewhere. And then really with the Bible studies that I'm doing, honestly, or small group study, whatever it is, then those those may be crammed a little bit before the actual event. So a night or two before, I'm getting all my information in. But just finding if it. If it's somewhere. worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. Mm. It's, <laughs> that's the truth. That's what we learned at Fine Co. too. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. And it just, you know, not put, holding yourself to such high standards mm. that you don't do it at all. Exactly. So when mm. is First Samuel you're doing that? Um, it's been in the mornings. Just because I have been so desperate. I'm like, okay, I need a word. I need something to... Ground you. Yeah, yeah, to ground me. And to, like, I need, like, to feel like I'm, I'm experiencing you, Lord, because um, it's flat any other, any other way. Well, y'all are amazing. Is there any last things you, like, were thinking you wanted to say and you didn't get a chance to? Dry shampoo. Dry shampoo. <laughs> yes, girl. Gosh, yeah. um, and I will throw in baby powder because that is my trick, is dry shampoo plus the baby powder because I'm extra oily over here. <laughs> dry shampoo. Dry shampoo. You've got to have hacks. You have to have things that you can um, outsource. You've got to have the shortcuts. And you have them. your systems. Do you yes. pack everybody's stuff the night before? Yeah, I, yes, we are very organized. I know you, you are. Me, <laughs> you are. If that's not your thing, then cool, don't do it. But we do. I prep lunches almost a week in advance as much as I can. So, y'all, I freeze sandwiches. I don't know if you're supposed to or not, but my kids have not complained. They don't know any so, different. They don't know any different. I they freeze- might grow up and be like, I hate sandwiches. And <laughs> his wife's going to be like, why? I don't know. They just taste nasty. Oh. <laughs> <They're> awful. <laughs> But is it like meat sandwiches? I, so I've done some meat and then, you know, peanut butter and jelly. Oh, well, they and sell like peanut butter and jelly like, frozen. It's fine. Oh, no, that's right? fine. Yeah. But as long as there aren't peanut allergies. I know. I, so if there's some nutritionist out there, uh, like, oh, you, you can fuss it's at me. It's worth doing. It's worth yes. doing poorly. No. Exactly. It's worth feeding your children in the time that you have. In the time have. that we have. Yeah. yeah. Iron clothes. Uh, whatever it takes. What are your, any last thoughts or... Um, not, it doesn't have to be a tip about dry no. shampoo, but if you really feel... Um, yeah, can we talk about practically? Because I think that's where the rubber hits the road. Right? Okay, yes. Um, okay, so the best thing I've done in self-care, and like as far as I can remember, is getting a housekeeper. Oh. Getting somebody once every two weeks has been like life-changing, because I was finding that like on my weekends, I was... The, the free time I had was spent cleaning. doing housework. Yeah, I wasn't even yeah. with my children. I'm like, oh no, this is not okay. Cooking and cleaning. And so... 
did, um, so we have a housekeeper um, every two weeks. She comes for a couple hours. We go to the park so she can have full reign over the house. Um, and then also, um, I have a list about 15 to 17 meals that are 30 minutes or less to make. Mm-hmm. And so I'll do maybe like two hours Sunday night and just batch cook for the week and we eat leftovers. Um, and um, unloading and loading the dishwasher and starting it every night is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is this you're like looking at me like No, I am okay. I am listening to you. I'm taking it all in. They I just, all sound like genius ideas. These are just the things that have, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it sounds so simple, but like then our sink gets backed up and then it's just, you know, ants. No, we have you, ants we, right now because we didn't do it. No, you have sure. a system. You have to have a system. Mm-hmm. And then as kids get older, they just file right into that system. Mm. And that is where it gets a little bit easier it too. Does. Is they they clean up their part and they they load the dishwasher for you. They can help. They can mm-hmm. unload the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is where that part gets easier. But you're modeling for them that these are the habits we have and these are the things that make us function. Um, I think those are all wise yeah. ideas. Yeah. I don't know what my face was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this too much? Is no, I do not think that's too that's much. Awesome. I think those are all good plans. What other things I'm going to piggyback. Definitely outsourcing. Out, y'all, if you can, outsource groceries. It, rather that oh, be a... That is like the most genius, best invention it ever. Is brilliant. So rather it be a grocery delivery service, rather it is you go you on, pull you click, you Walmart, pull on yes. Walmart, and you Target have now. them load up. It's everywhere. Take advantage. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. all of those little things that will help streamline, do it. You're bringing in a second income to your yes. family. And for some people, I know that that's not optional, but that is not an option. But freeing yourself that it's okay. You don't have to carry that mom guilt. Well, I'm outside the home, so I need to clean the home. No. Mm-hmm. Unless you enjoy that, and that's where you get, like, that's self-care for you to clean toilets. That's great for you. Not going to judge. Yeah. That is not where I mm-hmm. get my soul fed. I've even outsourced laundry to my you boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yes. To my boys. But I think that that is, like, <coughs> I think there are outsourced laundry services mm-hmm. where you can take it and they'll buy the pound or whatever. Yes. Mm. Well, and as your kids get older, outsourcing more to them. It is yeah. okay. We didn't. We can't do you it You are all. a family. You're, You're a family. family. You're all working together. Yes. And it gives them, we don't know what skills and services. I haven't met kids that are really well-rounded who had everything done for them. Mm-mm. Like it's just part of a healthy whole person. I mean, there's all these statistics now coming out about chores being good for kids and it gives them positive endorphins and they feel really great. They like it. I would give my kids Windex and we didn't need the window cleaned or the mirrors cleaned, but they felt like it was amazing. They loved it. Mm -hmm. Give them a dust rag and some spray. They think it's the cat's pajamas. So Mm -hmm. like as your girls, I mean, they're still little, but Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's even some freedom mm-hmm. of, you know, yard work. and I mean, the other day we had a consequence. My One of my boys did something, and I was like, all right, well, you just got a consequence of two jobs. <laughs> and he was complaining, and I was like, all right, three jobs. But then he started doing the jobs, and I, weeding was one of them, and mm-hmm. all the other brothers wanted to do it too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is supposed to be a consequence. <laughs> and now you're like all it's out fun. here working, and it's fun? What? Stop. <laughs> So, that is that's genius, actually. <laughs> it, it it comes around, so it does come to help. Well, y'all are amazing. Thank you. 
Heather, this was awesome. Are Thank you willing you. for moms to reach out to you? Or, I yeah. mean, I don't have to say that. I, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not a good social media person, so you may have to do more. Like an email. I can yes. do an email, yeah. but I don't want to add to your workload. No, I would love So it. only moms that are mm-hmm. desperate mm-hmm. and dire. And thank you for modeling just the realities, the insecurities, and yet the confidence that comes from being a daughter of the king and following him in obedience. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks, ladies. All right. Bye. I just had a couple more thoughts that came to me. And my VA, Sarah Jane, who helps me with the show notes for this show, she listens and it helps me so much to have her perspective. And she had a job outside of the home and chose to stay home after she had her third. And she pointed out something that I thought was really, really helpful as we process this. Um, She was amazed when she came home how even though she was spending more time with her kids, it still wasn't enough that if she tried to have, let's say, a girl's night out or she had an event that she needed to go to, that her girls would be so sad and be crying and um, that there just never was enough. And she said, I think that's because there's a Jesus size hole in all of our kids and only he can fill it. And it's kind of like what I was saying with the mom who said there's only one person who can meet all of your needs, and that's Jesus. And the second thing I wanted to tell you was uh, in church this Sunday, one of our pastors, Reese, spoke on Ephesians 3 and the mystery of the church, and he addressed our human desire to be insiders and how we often create these divisions and these boundaries in an effort to find our worth. And so he reminded us of this quote from C.S. Lewis's famous Inner Ring Essays, and here's the quote, one of the most dominant elements in our lives is the desire to be inside the local ring and this terror of being left outside. And then he goes on further and says, your genuine inner ring exists for exclusion. There'd be no fun if there were no outsiders. The invisible line would have no meaning unless most people were on the wrong side of it. Exclusion is no accident. It is the essence. So this inner ring. And when it comes to moms, we make that exclusive group the quote unquote good mom group. And unfortunately, like we mentioned in this episode, the church and and myself even in seasons have deemed good moms as being this group where you stay home full time. And maybe we even raise the Annie to be she um, homeschools or serves organic food or her children arise and call her blessed. And what if instead of drawing lines of who's in the good mom group, we adopt God's guidelines? Like the pastor reminded me today, we have all been invited into the best group we could want to be included. It's the Godhead. Thanks to Jesus, literally, we have been invited in. We have been made insiders. And instead of drawing more lines for moms of what's right and what's great and adding bricks on what should be done to get in the club, perhaps we could show humility and remember the gospel, how Jesus made a way for us to all be in. And it has nothing to do if we work inside or outside the home, how much time we spend with our kids, but everything to do with our belief that Jesus is enough and being a child of God is enough. And our worth isn't found in how we do motherhood, but in how we surrender to God's plan for us and how we humble ourselves to the path he's laid out for our kids and what he has and hasn't given us in a spouse or has and hasn't given us in our assignments. And instead of feeling like we need to belittle or judge the mom next to us, let's remember Christ didn't create those lines around moms, so we don't need to either. So here's my prayer for us moms as we are heading into Mother's Day. 
Dear Lord, I pray for each mom listening. I pray that you would direct her steps, that more than worrying about the mom next to her or worrying about if she is a good enough mom, that she would have her heart right with you, that she would look at her time spent with you and her motives for whatever she's doing. Lord, I pray that you would purify it, that you would decide for her, that you would direct her steps. And Lord, being directed by you and truly hearing what assignment is from you requires time in your presence. And I pray that we would make that a priority in this year. I pray that we would each um, spend less time comparing and contrasting and looking at the things on social media that cause us to question where we are and to look more to you and to look more to your guidance because you see the big picture and you see what you're building and the kingdom you're building. And that may we be obedient to the steps that you have put in place before us and uh, support the mom next to us instead of tearing her down. Lord, I pray uh, for a community to be built up for women to walk with women for women in corporate jobs, not to look down on those who stay home, for those who stay home, not to judge those in corporate jobs. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you need help with the concept of how to hear God, um, I'm going to be checking out this book this summer called Whisper by Mark Batterson. And um, I also would highly recommend the old school Bible study, Experiencing God um, by Blackaby. I loved that book and how it helps us guide our steps. And then I know that Priscilla Schreier, I've mentioned her study before, um, hearing the voice of God. So check out those things. I'll put links in the show notes for those studies. Um, But I hope you all have a fabulous week leading up to Mother's Day and that you are celebrated for all that you do to show your children God's immense love for them and the love that he has poured over you. All right. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to godcenteredmom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.